Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. It's a both and situation. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Investigative reporter Jack Armstrong on the scene for the Armstrong and Getty show. Do tell. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, I may have lost my nerve for this, but, uh, well, I'll explain why later, but I was going to talk to this guy down here. Did anybody came the, the same route that I came over here? We're about two blocks from the station. There's a tremendous amount of trash oh, yeah. strung across the road. Yeah. And a, and a uh, well, I was going to say a middle-aged man, but he could be somewhere between 25 and 75. I have no idea. I saw the not garbage, not the human. Yeah, well, there's a human sitting in the midst of it now, and I thought, you know, I thought, I'm going to talk to this guy, and I'm going to interview him, but I'm feeling like I'm losing my nerve as I look at him. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, uh, a bit of a uh, thought, wild card, huh? I thought, you know, I'm going to talk to this guy and find out just exactly what's going on here, you know, and not some sort of, uh, uh, da and not some sort of, uh, you know, uh, accusatory way or how dare you or what the hell's wrong with you. I was just going to, you know, hey, dude, what's the, what's the situation here? It looks like something happened. But, uh, as I, as I sat and stared at him for a while, he looks a little, um, less, uh, coherent than perhaps I had, uh, first yeah yes having dealt with the crazy and wasted at times throughout my life uh yeah you just don't know which way that's gonna go now if you had a a peace officer with you there to uh i don't know just in case that might be nice but i don't know on first glance he looked like a very approachable uh gentleman and i thought that might be kind of uh, interesting and maybe even funny but uh there is a uh what do you think happened there I don't have the slightest idea. Maybe somebody attacked him in his, uh, his uh, shopping basket or something? I don't know. My guess would be a basket got hit by a car. Oh, that's possible. Exploding stuff around. Yeah. And the, and the kind of refuse that is spread all over the road. I mean, there's everything from baby diapers to, uh, like, uh, something that looked like it was once furniture. That's there's an appliance to of some sort. Really? I don't know if that's a TV or a radio. Did his, like house just, ran over a t- did his house just drop out of the sky and squash a witch? It's like somebody ran over a tiny house on the corner two blocks from the radio station. Wow. Anyway, so, uh, I, I yeah, I chickened out on talking to the guy. Too crazy. Yeah, well. Probably a wise decision. Probably. I just, I thought, you know, something that's not Trump, something that's more real life. But uh, I don't want to get stabbed in the throat for it. Well, how about um, you You pretend you're interviewing him, and I'll do a wacky character. <laughs> well, I have, I have left the, the position. Uh, oh, oh, I was already with a voice sniffing it. <laughs> <laughs> Play the door sound, Michael. Oh, there it is. Hey, look, everybody. 
Jack. That's the way you were going to approach it with oh, that oh, yeah, voice? Yeah, 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 you yeah, think that would have helped shove, my situation? Like that. Yeah. God dang it. Now I'm feeling guilty for chickening out. But Sean, just, you I, go do it. I just thought that would be really <laughs> You're young. Good. You can run fast. Hey, I think a lot of people would wonder what happened here. Do you, do you know what happened here? And I just thought it'd be an interesting insight into that lifestyle, whatever's going on there. Mm. I mean, and like just down from the corner, is this a hint that the economy's picking back up or COVID's better around here or whatever? So just down from where all the trash is spread across the street, there were three couch cushions arranged in some sort of homeless Stonehenge situation. Wow. Which I uh, wanted to ask about also. Nature is healing. <laughs> and, and you're wondering if that indicates an uptake in the economy? Uh, well, the, the, none of these, well, as we had been saying for months, where did all the homeless people go? Yeah. I hadn't seen any of these people forever. I don't know what the homeless Stonehenge situation is. Neither do I. They stack this, the, the couch cushions and tell the weather by it, or the druids like it. or Oh, I just saw a headline that they figured out where the Stonehenge rocks came from, finally. Yeah, we were going to get to that story yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, I, I Mystery solved. I didn't read it, because I figured no matter what it said, I'd think, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Turns out, <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I should have read the story. Anyway, who is going to be our general manager today? I thought our general manager would be the bum. I thought that would be a fantastic way to do it. Oh, uh, and our general manager today is this guy. What's your name, sir? Uh, I'm Clem. You know what? I was debating uh, for a while. I, I, I didn't come up with one. I was thinking about Barack Obama because he delivered an overtly and ugly political speech. Ugly, in my opinion, at the uh, John Lewis Memorial Service there. Um. Could be the three presidents, could be the NBA, although the, the NBA is dead to me. They're America-hating China lovers. I hate the culture of it, but I really like the sport. And, man, that was a heck of a game to uh, kick off the season with uh, last night. But we'll I talk wouldn't about know, that because I love America. I'm watching <laughs> hockey. I'm back to hockey. The sport of my youth. I'm excited about this. America's game. Yes. Hockey. <laughs> One more bit that's a possibility. What if I, uh, back in the old days, you could put calls on the air. You can't do that anymore. I would love to call the police live, not 911, because I wouldn't want to waste their time, but call the police and, and report. There's a whole bunch of trash. Like there's a, a guy that peer, doesn't appear to have anywhere to live and a whole bunch of trash spread <laughs> across the road. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting call. And and what's what what's going on? What do you mean? What's what's he doing? Well, there's just garbage oh, all over the street, and it looks bad for one thing, and you don't know what you're going to run over. And I hate to damage somebody's goods. There's uh, garbage all over every street. Get used to it. Click. You think that actually hang up on me? Yes, absolutely. Stop wasting our time, you jackass. How would you describe this neighborhood? The one we're in? Yeah. Oh, a mix of uh, offices. Uh, but middle very affordable apartments. Got a hotel. It's 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 got it's, a major mall right yeah, across the street. Yeah, but it's also the hood. Okay. It's yeah, it's rough. I mean, I, I've seen the crime statistics, and this is not a great square mile or so. I've, you it's lived not ar- terrible. You lived around here, Shad. Would you agree with that? Or, um, I mean, there's lots of car break. Like on my drive into work, I almost always see at least one. Okay. Car window that's been broken from the night before. So it shouldn't be that shocking then that there's garbage spread completely across the road, and it'll just sit there till when? When will it? Till other people come along and gather up? Hey, look, a box of uh, pampers. I, I Is don't that know. how it I gets cleaned up? Or? I didn't really study it. It just looked like a surprising array of consumer goods all over the street. Hmm. It's, well, it's just we just accept it now in the modern world. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, really troubling because a lot of folks have had the same experience I did. The first time I ever went to Mexico on a vacation, 
I thought, there is garbage everywhere. They don't. They just don't care or what? It was disgusting. We took our kids on a horseback ride, a nice touristy thing to do through, you know, kind of some high deserty ups and downs and stuff. There was freaking garbage everywhere. It was like it was the the first month of that being the landfill. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> and I came back home and thought, wow, nice to be uh, home in the U.S. of A. where we we care. Well, um, I grew but up in a t- increasingly, that's not the case. Well, I grew up in a town where the scene that I just was going to report from, all the garbage on the street, that would have made the newspaper. Mm. Yeah, like, what happened here? Yeah. Hey, did you hear over on 2nd Street? There was garbage everywhere. Really? How come? That's funny. I hardly gave it a second thought when I yeah. drove by. I no, thought, that's you've just unusual, gotten used to it. Unusual amount of garbage. There's nothing to do about it. Like, the, the, the cops have been handcuffed by judge rulings of, what is it, camping? What is it, what's it oh, called? Oh, that's right. No, yeah, you it's can't free enforce speech. the anti-camping ordinances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless you can prove that there's a bed for every transient in town. Putting if garbage. five more transients come to town, you're supposed to know that and get five more beds somehow. <laughs> Putting garbage everywhere is free speech somehow. No, come on now. I thought that's what Time panhandling to... is free speech. That's what led to the whole they get to be anywhere, right? Uh, yeah. It, yeah, essentially. It's, yeah. There's a little more to it than that, but that's the long and short. The long and short is there's garbage everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's the introduce... The country's going down the crap. Let's introduce everybody on the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Garbage everywhere, debris everywhere, clothes everywhere. What happened here, asked my fiance when she saw me <laughs> sitting in my boxers in the living room. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. And if I'd have walked up to you and asked you, you might have stabbed me in the neck also. There is a positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Was uh, delighted to see the NBA returning back to its uh, beyond the scrimmages. These games actually count, Jack. And there's an eight-game season, right? Yes, yes. And more so than anything, I was just delighted to have Kevin Harlan back in my life. Here's George. He's gone. Five of nine. That shot. Good! It's a three! And it ties the game at 101! And I really only bring that up to play his all-time greatest call ever when a drunk man ran onto the field of a football game. Black cat is running from the 20. Oh, wait, no, that, that's when a black cat ran onto the field and he did that play by play. Here's the drunk guy. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from coats. the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40 yard line. <laughs> Kevin Harlan is love Kevin. Fan. Fantastic. I don't know if it should have been the guy is drunk and there he goes, or the guy is drunk but there he goes. He went. Oh no, box. you've been drunk and gone. <laughs> I mean, I think it in should fact, be I and. go better when I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, fake news. That was actually a teenage lad. Oh really? Yeah, he was there at the game with his dad and decided to amuse his dad or something. He was not drunk. He was not. Hmm. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, July 31st, the day the uh, money runs out. If you've been getting those checks from the government and the Senate adjourned. Yesterday, so it ain't going to happen for a little while. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially, according to FCC regulations. The show begins at Mark. So what happens if President Trump refuses to accept the results of the November election? Well, we're going to talk to two political pros who have been preparing for that very scenario in case it happens. That's next. Oh, that's some scary drumming. 
Well, we <laughs> predicted correctly when Trump tweeted that yesterday, and he knew better than I that it would dominate cable news all day long. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Why he did it? Well, we can discuss that later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. You know, it's Friday. It's uh, kind of t- t- taking the day off. <laughs> But we do have clips of the week coming oh, up fantastic. in a moment or two. Yeah. Fantastic. That's awesome. All I'm laying our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Texts on the situation I just described. If you didn't hear it, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, you call the public works department in your town if there's a whole bunch of trash in the road from homeless, not the police. That makes sense. You don't want to bother the police with that. Right. Um, uh, Thanks for the tip, my friend. Uh, it's a schizophrenic on meth having a yard sale. What's the problem? Yeah, that's <laughs> there's that. And also, I find it, somebody texted, I find it hilarious the various signs that say littering is a $1,000 fine. Yeah, oh, yeah who's no that kidding. for? I remember when that meant something. That's hilarious. You know, the United States actually did a tremendous job in the 70s of turning the litter thing around. Yeah. Well, back in the day, there's crap everywhere, but we all decided as a people it's a much better idea not to do that. It was nice. It was good. It was, it was a consensus as a country. Yeah, we got to text somebody. The early 70s were crappy in a lot of ways. High crime, litter, pollution you blame, was at its height. You blame Ford or? Disco. I, I blame Led Zeppelin. Mm. <laughs> uh, somebody who lives near the radio station said, yeah, they've been digging through the trash dumpsters uh, at my apartment complex all night and throwing it out on the street. Ah. So that's That might be some of it. Okay. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. First of all, though, we need to get to a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Look at Riz. <laughs> Give him some hand sanitizer. I love it. Well, this week we asked the Biden campaign for an interview, and they said the former vice president was not available. I have studied the martial ways of the social justice warrior. Fight me in an argument if you dare. Perish under the sword of my self-righteousness. And um, we think we can keep people safe and continue to play. What a shame for residents who can no longer enjoy the typical freedoms of living in North Korea. Canceled! None of us had normal childhoods. I knew it was the biggest stage that I would perform for in my life. He found reclaiming my time without political bias. He said he and found in no April, evidence. Reclaiming my time. That's reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Yeah, and I got to get up real early tomorrow. So, <laughs> I'll give you $100 to get the f- out of my house. But there has been another cost that we've seen, particularly in high schools. Uh, we're seeing, uh, sadly, far greater suicides now than we are deaths from COVID. We see the Chinese Communist Party also for what it is, the central threat of our times. Uh, Congressman, I think it's well documented that the Chinese government steals technology from American companies. Yeah, thank you. Direct- put your mask on. Mr. Put your mask on. Mr. Jordan. Mr. Raskin. Mr. Jordan. You, you want to talk do- about masks. Mr. Jordan. Mr. Scanlon. Why would the Deputy Secretary the of Treasury unmask Mr. Michael Flynn's Mr. name, Mr. Raskin? <laughs> we didn't get to that gem of a clip until late in the show yesterday. We ought to hit that once this hour. At least the chaos at the hearing. 
The Congress people yelling and talking over each other may be one of my favorite things right now. That's my favorite show. <laughs> I mean, it's it's depressing if you let it get to you, but eh, why let it get to you? Mailbag. Whee! Maureen in Colorado sent along a freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Abraham Lincoln, who said in his January 27, 1838 Lyceum Address, There's no grievance that is a fit object of redress by mob law. Hmm. Way to go, Link. Tell it like it is. Alert listener Stephanie. Another lady fag. Friend of Armstrong and Getty. Uh, sent along uh, the following note. Like you, I have a keen interest in all things China. I chanced upon this channel recently. Etc. Etc. It is... Uh, oh, what is the name of it? I'm sorry. I, I meant to commit it to memory. It's the uh, uh, News About China Network or something. It's... It's solid, hardcore journalism all about China, China. what it's doing. It ranges from heavy rains in Yangtze to the NBA scandal, which we'll be talking about. But it's good, clear-eyed, hardcore news about China. We have the link, or we will have the link very soon at armstrongandgetty.com. And what's it called? I, I can't China remember. Chinese asshole! Oh, that's one of that's, the reporters right there. That's, <laughs> that's no, what it's that's called right there. Uh, it's, I like uh, the work he does. <laughs> Uh, news about China, essentially, is what it's called. <laughs> oh, we only have 20 seconds left. Uh, Kurt from Honolulu sent this long. Hockey just became my favorite sport. There it is. They're playing the anthem, and every damn player is on their skates. Hockey. They don't hate America. That ought to be their new slogan. <laughs> That's a heck of a or, slogan. Or Canada. Canada. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this is from the hearing day before yesterday, but we got to this clip late in the show, and we just thought it was so dang good that you ought to hear it. This is, you know, you're not going to learn anything from this. Well, maybe you will learn something. Oh, I think you may. (laughs) Yes, yes, especially those of you who keep saying, "Eh, Washington, D.C. needs to solve our problems. The chair now recognizes a gentlelady from Pennsylvania, Ms. Scanlon. Thank you, gentlemen. I'd like to uh, redirect your attention to antitrust law rather than fringe conspiracy theories. Uh, Mr. Bezos, our investigation... Mr. Chairman, uh, we have the email. There is no fringe... Excuse me, it's not your time. Jordan, you do not have the time. Please be respectful of your colleague. She controls the time. Direct. Put your mask on. Mr. Put your mask on. Mr. Jordan. Mr. Raskin. Mr. Jordan. You want to talk do, about masks. Mr. Jordan. Ms. Why Scanlon. The, why would the Deputy Secretary the of Treasury unmask Mr. Michael Flynn's Mr. name, Mr. Raskin? And what I want to know Mr. is, Scanlon, when someone comes after my motives for asking questions, I get a chance to respond. The gentlelady is recognized. That is one of the more interesting pivots I've ever heard in an argument. You want to talk about masks? How about the unmasking of Michael Flynn? <laughs> Put on your mask and stop using gendered language. Although, from what I understand, uh, Jim Jordan uh, was correct. If you're going to go by the rules of all of congressional history up until fairly recently, n- none of the rules matter anymore. Maybe you've looked around and noticed. <laughs> um, none of the rules matter anymore. But you, you didn't get to used to be able to just somebody speaks and then it's your turn. You say what they just said was all lies. You're not allowed to do that. Right. Um, or they get to answer. Yeah, or they, yeah, they get right. to respond. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that was oh enlightening. I have some good economic news. Oh, really? And I thought we ought to hit this. Now, it's kind of interesting. I'll be darned. So, as we all know, 
this wasn't a surprise to no one, but we got that near 9% drop for the quarter in GDP, which annualized is like a 30-some percent drop, which is unheard of. Never, As long as they've been keeping track since the 40s, nothing even close to that has happened. Right. Which is absolutely amazing. But consumer spending makes up two-thirds of the economy, and it looks like... People didn't stop spending money because they didn't have money. They stopped spending money because there was nowhere to spend the money. Everything was closed to a certain extent. Well, yeah, recreational dollars. Disposable sure. disposable personal income income actually increased nationwide in the second quarter by 42%. Ooh. Moving up. And America's personal savings rate was um 25% in quarter 2 compared to 9% in quarter 1. Interesting. Um, so while this could be bad news for the V-shaped recovery that obviously the president wants because that would help him get reelected or whatever, if it turns out that we got scared as a culture by this and decide to start saving more and 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 you know, be a little careful with our spending, that long term, that would be a huge advantage to the country. That's a good point. It's a short term disadvantage. We don't get that quick snap back recovery. But it, but if we go even if we start acting like our parents or grandparents did, depending on your age, where yeah no no I got to make sure I got this much in the bank before I get a new car or whatever, that would be great for the country. I'm not going to carry this much credit card debt. That's an astute bit of analysis there, sir. Especially because government tends to flow from the culture of the country, and our our culture for the longest time was spend like lunatics, run up credit bills, and not even think about when it would get paid off. And the government acted the same way because there was no social pressure not to. Not very long ago at all, deficit spending was seen as A, unwise, and B, something close to sinful. It was, it was just, it was punishing our children for our own lack of self-control. I would love to see the culture return to that. If it doesn't, we're looking at a disaster at some point, uh, yeah. fiscally speaking. Um, but. I don't know. Nobody wants to hear this. There's no constituency for responsibility. Or at least there wasn't. So the NBA kicked off last night. Did the Lakers play the Clippers? Yes. Wow, that's a game right there. Two title contenders. LeBron wins. Has the game-winning shot. Very exciting. What's not to love about the National Basketball Association, Joe? Well, they hate America. Joe. Oh, man, he's going to bring us down now. This great country, Jack. Cue the national anthem. No, the uh, the whole politicization Clue, of the Lee NBA, Greenwood. It's, it's way too political for me. If you all enjoy it, enjoy it. That's great. That's fun. Um, baseball has been doing some of the same things, and I'm a baseball junkie, so I've been watching baseball. So I am, how you say, hypocrite. <laughs> what is word? <laughs> on the other hand, on the other hand, uh, Steve Fainaru and Mark Fainaruwada of ESPN, we used to talk to Mark Fainaruwata a fair amount on this show long ago when we were just a, a Northern California show. Um, I remember he was the well, he was the lead guy on the Barry Bonds steroids thing, oh, as I recall. Is that where we learned about the orchidometer? <laughs> wow. Where else could you have possibly learned it from? I think that's the place, yes. That is a device, my friends, a medical device, a serious medical device, I'd remind you children, for measuring the girth of, of, of a gentleman's uh, testicle. And the fans start to chant Barry. Which factored into the trial because there were claims that because of the steroids, his testicles had shrunk or grown. Yeah, he, he had a head like a muskmelon. His head grew, his testicles shrunk. And, and, and gonads like grapes. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. 
<clears throat> so <laughs> these two journalists for ESPN uh, have uh, unleashed a blockbuster story about yet another NBA slash China scandal. Long before an October tweet in support of Hong Kong protesters spotlighted the NBA's complicated relationship with China, the league faced complaints from its own employees over human rights concerns inside an NBA youth development program in China. Long story short, they have these three big NBA training academies where they're trying to find the next great Chinese player or players. Yao Ming came over from China, was the first pick in the draft uh, back in the day, and changed China's view of the NBA and the NBA's view of China. They got a billion four people here. Some of them are tall and good athletes. We got to get them in the league. Plus, it makes Chinese interested in the NBA. Exactly. And it makes gazillions of dollars. Exactly. So they're running these uh, NBA training academies, and their own coaches are saying, hey, the Chinese coaches are beating the children, and they're keeping them 10 to a room in rooms designed for two. There are all sorts of human rights ab- abuses. The American coaches are being harassed and surveilled. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. This is a nightmare. And the memos exist to the league telling the coaches, just shut up, all right? Just be quiet. Keep your mouths shut. This is why I cannot, uh, I cannot watch basketball. It's evil. You know, I don't know if Major League Baseball is running underground camps in the Dominican Republic developing second basemen. Well, um, these camps aren't things they do just in China. It's part of their global initiative. They have a oh, lot sure. of these camps in like sure. Africa, various European countries and, and stuff, too. But it, So it wasn't something they specifically just did in China. China was the one who, who seems to be uh, treating it like a sports sweatshop as opposed to its uh, intended purposes. Uh, yeah, I think with all the attention on China right now, the the incentives are there for the and and plus the whole the Hong Kong tweet thing. Yes, there's more attention being Absolutely. paid to it. It's possible some of the other ones are run according to the cultural norms of right. the countries they're running, mm-hmm. which in China's concentration camps, beatings, and constant uh, government surveillance. But the fact that um, a couple of coaches described them as sweat camps for athletes, and you know, uh, I couldn't continue to show up every day looking at these kids and knowing, you know, blah blah blah. They were told, "Shut up." Did you mention the ten kids to a room? They had rooms designed for two people. <laughs> I did ten people. seconds ago. Yes, <laughs> you gotta lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm tea of China. That's a good clip. Yep. Uh, Three sources who worked for the NBA in China told ESPN the physical abuse by Chinese coaches was much more prevalent than uh, what the NBA admitted to. So, you know, that uh, the clip from uh, South Park. That was South Park, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. clip from South Park sums it all up. The NBA said, look, we're probably not in favor of children being beaten and, and housed in prison camp conditions, but if it's good for the sport, it's good for our league, we'll make money on it, we'll put up with it. We'll turn a blind eye. There will be an incident at some point where NBA is probably going to have to go one direction or the other. They'll have no choice. I think we are moving in that direction. Oh. In fact, I think the whole country's moving in that direction. All kinds of companies are going that way where there's, there's just going to be a breaking point where you just can't be involved. Yeah, I would suggest that is uh, absolutely correct. Although a prominent American politician has stepped forward and made it clear that he or she is going to be carrying water for China for as long as they're in office. I mean, unfreaking believable. Practically sp- sported a Chairman Mao jacket wow. on the floors of the Senate. Hmm. 
Shocking stuff. We'll reveal that horrifying, traitorous uh, scandal in a moment or two after right. a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe that has everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's the best choice. Yeah, according to U.S. News and World Report, it's actually the best overall home security of 2020. That's a, a heck of a feather in the cap of Simply Safe. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. No, you're not, not going to have somebody come to your house and work on it for hours. It's not going to be crazy complicated, so you don't ever even use it. You can afford it. It's about $15 a month, and you're not locked into a long-term contract if you decide, you know, I don't really like this thing. That's not going to happen, but even if it did. Got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. Less expensive, works better. No long-term contract? Go to simplysafecom slash Armstrong. Free shipping, 60-day, risk-free trial. simplysafecom slash Armstrong so they know we sent you. simplysafecom slash Armstrong. You know what? I asked for audio of the uh, the traitorous uh, trader. Do you want to do that next? So we, uh, or yeah. do you want to do it now? Well, I don't. I don't know if the audio is ready. I forgot to look. Okay. Uh, I tell you what. Yep. 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 There it is. There it is. I said we'd do it. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, clip forty-one, please. You may recognize the voice of the ancient Democrat. From Cal Unicornia, Diane Feinstein. Well, there clearly is a difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. Where I live, we hold China as a potential trading partner, as a, a country that has pulled millions of tens of millions of people out of poverty <laughs> wow, in a what? short period of time, and as a country growing into a respectable nation among other nations. Okay, wow. And I deeply believe that. That that hurts. That's that's an old woman who's not being briefed on the latest. Yeah. Uh, everybody's and I understand her saying that. Politicians, Republicans and Democrats have been saying that for 40 years. I'm hot to trot on this story. I'm reading the 100-year marathon by Michael Pillsbury, who's the guy who orchestrated that policy to a great extent, starting with Nixon back in the late 60s. And he stood by it through all these years, and he's got a book out where he's saying, I was wrong. We were completely wrong. I'm embarrassed. We got jobbed. We need to wake up to this. They're the biggest threat that America's ever had. Right. We didn't get China to open. They thought, you know what we can do? Let's tell America we're ready to open. And fine, we all got fooled. It, you know, we, we made a wager, and it turns out it was a bad idea. It was a terrible idea. It might be the biggest mistake any country's ever made outside of letting a Trojan horse in your gates. Mm. Um, but how does how is nobody alerted Diane Feinstein? What's the name of that book? We had a bunch of people email and, and ask us about it. But, but Jack, wait a minute! You're you're being you're you're you're, you're being naive. Her husband has made not a fortune, fortunes doing business in China. Well, then she should wake up to the fact that you can't get away with saying that anymore. Yeah, that is astonishing. Everybody has caught on. It's called The Hundred Year Marathon, written by a guy named Michael Pillsbury. China's secret strategy to replace America as the global superpower. And he was was advising presidents. He was talking to Republicans and Democrats, Ford, uh, Ford Carter, all the way through, clear through Obama. Um, and tell them then, no, we need to give them uh, weapons. We need to give them a break on this. We need to let, as long as they're growing, it's good for us. And he now believes it was a complete mistake. It was horrifying. It's embarrassing. Um, but 
times have everybody's caught up to what's actually going on now. Diane Feinstein saying that as a senior senator is just that's depressing. It's terrible. It's awful. It's scandalous. It won't be in the news today because we only report on the other side here at mainstream wow. media. It's inexcusable. Seventy three percent of Americans in a recent Pew poll say they have an unfavorable view of China, which is good. The other twenty seven percent of you wake up. Are you carrying water for the, the Chinese communists just like Diane Feinstein? They solved the mystery of Stonehenge, or at least a mystery. That's a bit of a misleading headline, and a couple other things we got to hit you with coming up. Um, oh, we we got to talk about Trump tweeted early in the day yesterday, and then the reaction to it, which was I hate I hate getting into the Trump controversy of the day most of the time. I really think he jerked everybody around in an epic way yesterday. Oh boy, it was too much. <laughs> National Avocado Day, though it might as well be National Avocado Year because 2020 cost us way more than we expected. It went bad really, really quickly. (laughs) It's pretty good. (laughs) Cost more than it should have, and it went bad quickly. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Trump uh, pretending he's going to delay the election and everybody reacting in serious tones. I found that hilarious. I, I just roll my eyes when he tweets or says things like that. He's not hes not even going to think about it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when he boy, announced a boycott of Apple, which, you know, yeah. would be a big deal. How about, how about when he tweeted out his buddy's pizza joint right after that one, like a little local New Jersey pizzeria? Did you guys see that tweet? No, I missed uh-huh. that. He's like, support uh, Giuseppe's Pizzeria. It's a great place. And then he gives <laughs> its address. Wow. <laughs> So anyway, I, I saw I saw people on the right. Constitutionally, here's the problem. And they lay out like, you know, a 15 minute read. He's not going to do it. Everybody knows he can't do it. Yeah. Why, why are you discussing it like it's a like it's an actual situation? Well, partly to tamp down the, the frantic discussion on left wing media, probably but they're not taking it seriously. Are they? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Some are. Some aren't. Some people are actually caught up in the fever dream that is Trump is the new dictator and is is planning, a, you know, to take over the country and shred the Constitution. There are some people who actually believe that the only thing that bothered me sometimes trump's uh, trolling the media just amuses the heck out of me i just love it because they they snap at it like hungry dogs and 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 you know they're a perpetual motion machine they're both winning from it he tweeted yesterday maybe we should delay the election right sorry yeah we don't want to be too uh, informed for the room the only thing that really bothers me about that is that yesterday i think it was the uh, the dictators of hong kong announced the very same thing but they meant it well, and they, it is the tool of dictators. And they can do it. Right. Yeah. But I just, so I don't, don't go there, Mr. President. It's not as funny when it's actually happening to oppressed people. But I lack a sense of humor. Everybody knows that. Wow. Um, uh, This headline was misleading. I got all excited. I've been in the Stonehenge since I was a little kid. Mystery solved. But it was a minor mystery. They still don't really know why it's there and what it was for and how it was used and all that sort of stuff. All the stuff you care about, they don't really know. They Prehistoric know. Brits looked around. They said, we have practically no tourism. Let's build something really odd for people <laughs> to come and look at. We'll claim it was to predict the weather or appease a god or something. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It was purely a tourism. 
thing. Um, uh, they know where some of the rocks came from, finally. They did enough research that they figured out... That the they, ground, I'm guessing. They, they come <laughs> Next from... Story. A mountain, maybe? <laughs> they come a quarry, from a, perhaps. a quarry in a forested area. They know exactly where it came from, 15 miles north of Stonehenge, uh, which, given the fact that some of those rocks are 30 feet 15 high... 15 miles! 30-ton rocks? How they got them the 15 miles... How they carved them out. I mean, this was 5,000 years ago. Yeah. How they carved them out of the, out of the rock in, in one big giant chunk, a bunch of giant chunks, and then moved them that far. Mm-hmm. And what motivated them to spend. That would have to be like your only job for a village for 100 years. Right. Um, yeah. Nobody knows any of that, so the mystery is not actually solved. They just know where the rocks came from. I've no. turned down hanging out with friends because I had to drive 15 miles. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. assuming that similar to the Egyptians and the pyramids, they, they rolled them on logs or something. But they don't actually know. Could it could have yeah. been flying saucers with cranes? Yeah, interesting. I, I've been hearing since I was a kid that there, there those rocks came from hundreds of miles away. Nobody knows, and but it was just down the road, huh? Oh, I don't know if yeah. Nobody thought about the quarry just uh just right down there. The one with giant rocks. <laughs> well, it's in, in a forest and under the ground. And, sure. Ah, yeah, that's right. Hidden quarry. Imagine that. How many people spent their whole lives building that thing? And were uh, griping to each other. What, what For no good reason. It's like the bullet train in California. Big, just uh, <laughs> their entire lives and all that money and time for no good reason. Just building it. You got some guy in a loincloth, the chief, saying, these are shovel-ready jobs. <laughs> Moving these giant rocks from 15 miles away to here, and we're going to put them in a circle. <laughs> what good's that going to do? Shovel-ready jobs. <laughs> Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty.